0: In this episode of The Last Take, we are going to go over just kind of more news and recap with Nebraska basketball, and then um, Blake's going to be talking about a little bit of NASCAR for a little bit, then we're going to go make our conference tournament picks. Tommy Frazier, he is easily above Cam Newton. I I highly doubt that.
1: Nebraska finally beat the Iowa Hawkeyes. Key players to watch, I have Casey Thompson and Anthony Grant.
2: All-time wins-wise, we are still probably easily the best
3: teams.
4: How about that block punt there? That was the highlight of the game for me. I mean, their safeties could not handle our receivers. That atmosphere can get pretty loud. Oh, boy. Where do you even get started? This is the last take. Welcome back to the last take. Again, I'm leading the first segment. This is, again, a little weird, but we're also in a different room. So um, So I'm going to first start over some recruiting. Um, so you can talk about the basketball game. Uh. John Bull was visiting from Sunrise
2: Christian. Very much right in front of me. His full seven foot what? How 2 long? seven foot two stature right in front of me? Yeah, he's uh he's pretty big. Um pause. But um
4: <laughs> but uh some other news like there's more visitors, uh I'm gonna say there's some more visitors like confirming their visits. I there's a couple more for March twenty fifth, I believe. Yep. Our current commit only commit is visiting on the twenty fifth as well. Um Otherwise that's pretty much it for recruiting unless anybody else has anything, I'm assuming.
2: Let's get Dylan Rayola. Yeah. Oh, I got a I got a story about because 'cause you have wanna, that.
4: You want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, I guess real we quick. can jump right into that. So obviously Huster Twitter blew up when it was an announced that he was having a family trip, him and his dad and his brother, um, Dylan Raiola, And he was coming to Lincoln and it's kinda weird because this isn't a recruiting dead period, so it's like Obviously, not time to go on an official visit, and he has an official visit for March 25th. Um, Unofficial. On a, yeah, it's not official. It's he already official. took his official. I'm sure. oh, okay. Anyways, but so or he's leaving his official for the season. So. Yep. So this is a vacation, right? And um, or quote unquote vacation comes in here, and we're like, oh, we, we're looking around for him, and then we see him in the box. First, we see some of the football coaches, and then we see him up in the box, and you know the chatter starts getting to pass around. You know the different students like, oh, he's right up there, he's right up there. So we look at him. And then Trev Alberts is, uh, you know, we're also looking at Trevor Alberts. I, was, I think I was talking to uh, Justice or um, Logan about um, Trev Alberts. And then Trev Alberts goes up. He leaves his seat and because he's pointing at something. And then he's coming back down in the roar of the student section. And I know instantly who he's leading down. It is Dylan Raiola. And he's, uh, Trev Alberts leading the way. And Dylan Raiola is giving high five, fist bumps to the student section, which is awesome to see. Um, Logan didn't dap him up because you know Logan's thing is he daps up anybody that's around him. Like he dapped up uh, um, Crawford, uh, dapped up uh, the recruit, jumble, and uh, but didn't get Dylan Raiola. I mean, so Dylan Raiola Dang. goes past, and we're like, oh my god, there he is, there he is, and we're kind of like looking for his reactions. And then he had a little bit of a break in the action when there was like a timeout later or something like that. I don't remember specifically what it was, but then the student section starts cheering for or chanting Dylan Riola. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. And then the Jumbotron gets on him. And that's when this place, I mean, the roof just blows off. And you you know, just think about this. This guy has not committed to Nebraska. There's no guarantee that he comes to Nebraska as of right now. And you have the entire stadium cheering for him. And you can see it on his face. He liked it and his dad was smirking. Um, And then he threw the bones, which was the best part. Got the standing ovation. Yes. It it was wild. And being there in person, it's like you hear about this kid online and then actually seeing him in person. It's something. It's like, I don't know. It's completely different than just like reading online about Dylan Ryle, but actually seeing him in person. He looks like a fantastic kid. So I hope we get him. But it was crazy and wild. I have videos on it. Check the last take on Twitter because I posted a video of uh, that. What happened? Yeah. Um...
4: I also can just talk about the game itself. I mean, we kind of took care of Minnesota. It was... Fantastic
2: atmosphere. There was a little close calls there when they started bringing it in uh, close to 10. But it never felt that close. It was just that, like, what do we do? The score doing?
4: was much closer than what it actually
2: was. Yeah, it was just like we were not being smart with it and taking kind of taking dumb shots and just kind of like being careless with it, you know. But I guess it ended up being a little closer than we wanted it to be. But really, it was just a solid game. Casey's uh, parents were also there, which was fantastic to see him personally. I mean, it was so cool, traveling all those miles from Japan to be there and support him. Um, and then obviously this Tuesday, his parents were there for a senior night. Yeah, fantastic atmosphere. There is nothing better than when Husker fans show up for a sporting event, and they know that their team is going to at least put on a good product, which every game there has been. Well, but Tuesday, second half, that's for a later conversation in a minute. but. When Huskers have good teams to cheer on, or just even teams that are just fun to watch, there's nothing better. And the student section was on fire, the fans in general were on fire in Pinnacle Bank Arena, and it was an overall fantastic uh, game Saturday afternoon.
4: Yeah, and um, it was a good win, and we got some momentum going into this game against Michigan State that happened last night. Um, wonderful first half. Me and Anthony were there. We have a little story time after we finish talking about this game, but. Wonderful atmosphere. Incredible first half. We were hitting about, like, every three-pointer ever mm-hmm. I we were taking.
0: Like, we were just pretty much taking good shots, you know, taking care of the ball, playing really good defense and shutting down. I mean, Greasel
4: had seven rebounds at half, leading the team in rebounds. But um, – and then the second half just hit and just – whatever Michigan State did at halftime, whatever that halftime speech from Tom Izzo was, it, it say, for did sure you, worked. Did you Which was you probably a good one.
0: I said, "Do you ever see that interview that he did? And they're like – Coach, what'd you do? Well, we told some guys to actually start playing some defense, and that's all that happened.
4: Guard somebody. Yeah, that's what he just said. Like,
0: just guard somebody, but uh,
4: to the analyst. that was. But then Kevin they Cooper. also
0: just kept hitting shot after shot. They yeah, they were twelve anything. for
2: seventeen from three in the second half. I there were some
4: ticky tacky calls from the refs as well. Yeah,
2: especially later in the game. That was, that was like a salt the, mo- the moving salt in the calls, wound, salt in the wound. Really, in the end, there of like just why did we have to call those calls when they weren't calling them earlier? But yeah, when they first, I told you this one, but when they hit those threes, those first three threes to open up the second half, I'm like, well, they have all their mojo, they have all their swagger, and they can't miss a shot. And then that one where it was inbounded with 1.6 seconds left. 1.1, yeah. My goodness, and they still drain a three on us. I mean, it's like, there's there's so much you can do. And I think there was like four minutes and like 30 some seconds left, and that's when he went up by eight. and It felt like a 20 point game at that point. I tweeted it on the last takes a uh, Twitter account and I was like, this just feels like it's out of reach and we're only, they're only eight points ahead or six points ahead and it was like, that momentum had shifted. And At that point, you really couldn't do anything. Well, you you were talking uh, earlier
3: this season about how there were a lot of games where it was you know much closer for a good part of it, and then at the end, the other, you know opposing team would just go you know it end up being like a 15-20 point game. So, and that I think you that exactly uh, happened. Kind of felt just like a lot of other games this season. I think the Illinois game when they came to town was uh, kind of like that. But yeah, there's been some other games just unfortunate. I mean, up they go up 14 early in the second half, uh, up 12 at halftime, and then still, you know, up by 10 points with 14 minutes or whatever to go, but then Michigan State just storming back, goes on the big run, and from there, you know, just like you said, with about four minutes to go at that point, up by eight, really felt like the game was over. So, yeah, I mean, finishing up this, this weekend uh, at Iowa, so... Hopefully that Hopefully. goes well,
4: but that same Iowa team just destroyed Indiana on their home Great court in assembly. Yeah. So, um, you want to do our story time yeah, real quick? So, yeah, so You can cool. go ahead.
0: Um, so me and Dylan, we're walking out of the arena. You know, we're kind of disappointed walking out. And then all of a sudden, uh, we're, in the, we're getting in the tunnel, and we just say, good luck, coach. He says, thank you. Next thing you know, right in front of us is Matt Rule. And you cannot recognize him he was wearing a like a flat head a um husker jacket sweatpants i love the sweatpants so much i think the great uh, i think we talked about like that what three minutes maybe we talked about just, <laughs> just sweatpants. Back. and then the dad shoes like he all you need is like the black underarmers and you're it's a perfect dad fit but
4: or the new bounces
0: yeah so we're walking out and like you know we're kind of shaking we, we're not going to say anything right uh,
4: kind of just starstruck, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And then we walk out of the arena, he goes his way, we go our way, and we're like, you know, that's that. You know, we start talking, but then we kept walking, and next thing you know, he's walking on our same sidewalk. And, you know, people are still saying, good luck next season, good luck next season. And then all of a sudden, I have my, one- you know, the free student giveaway was one- a onesie, and I'm sitting here with the onesie, I'm like, I'm never going to wear this thing ever. So I turn around I'm like say, "Hey, Coach, what's your size?" And he's like, "A bit too big right now, honestly." <laughs> um, I'm like, "I'm, I'm offering my ones." He's like, "No, I can't do that." Put put his arm on, on me and pass my back, saying, "No, no, son, I can't take that from you." <laughs> and then we just talked about the game the whole rest of our walk down. So that was just pretty cool to experience a mat rule. Yeah, and I think I think we're on some rule aid after that.
4: Yeah, I can't I can't deny I was a little starstruck on that one, getting a fist bump from her. How many? How much money are we paying them here? Like seven million. So, but yeah, that's, really, that's speaking awesome. on and football. Funny. I'm really excited for spring football. We're getting pretty close. They start practicing after spring break, which is uh, in two weeks mm-hmm. or less than two weeks. But um, yeah, I'm gonna hop into Husker baseball real quick. So we're just coming. Uh, the Huskers were down in Mobile, Alabama. Took care of the South Alabama Jaguars. Swept them. Heck yeah! What we you know, needed. Five yes. for the Friday game. And then Saturday destroyed them, fifteen to three, and then Sunday it wasn't close. We hit like two home runs in the ninth and uh, take a nine three lead, and then that was it. But the Huskers this weekend or this weekend, I guess, yeah, they have a interesting slate of games at an inter- interesting field. Too. Yeah, um, they're up in Minneapolis at the US Bank Stadium. If you guys don't know what that is, it's the Vikings stadium. Weird, right? They're playing baseball inside a football stadium that should not be hosting baseball. <laughs> I sent
2: you a photo yeah. of it, Dylan, and it's Yeah. Old. Apparently,
4: this is why because Minnesota's playing their regular season games there right now. So, it's cuz it's cuz they can't play outside. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's too, too cold, cold and right? they probably have snow. But um yeah, so the Huskers have Vanderbilt on Friday. At 11 a.m. on BTM Plus, and then we take on Hawaii on Saturday, and then we have Ole Miss on Sunday. So we got two top 10 teams we got to face off against. And I think all the, I think in this uh, the Cambria College Classic, you got Maryland, Minnesota, Nebraska, and then you have Hawaii, Ole Miss, and Vandy. So it should be a fun weekend. See how good we can like match up against these top teams. Because some of these teams have already lost. Like Vandy has lost three times.
3: Yeah lost to
4: central arkansas yeah know, already so. and i know maryland beat ole miss already so it'll be interesting to see um
0: especially with sweeping south alabama it's lower competition but it finally gets that win under the belt for us to get some momentum rather than us almost almost going in th- there
3: without a win i was going
0: to say better than almost getting swept by san diego that was pretty bad but to get a sweep in the way of South Alabama, get some confidence up, get these guys going, and getting ready for Vanderbilt coming up. So
2: yeah, there's no better medicine than winning. So I mean, when you sweep somebody, that's that's fantastic. After losing four games, I'm going to count that high as a loss. They should count it as a loss in my opinion because well, it is a loss. We were winning uh, 16, sixteen to ten. Down. Yeah. Give
4: up just 60 Okay, just 100%. we can edit this out. Just put it on the thing. There you go. You can just move it or yeah. just keep in the middle between you guys. Just talk into it.
3: Yeah, so de- definitely felt like a loss that game. Gave up six, 16 runs on seven hits, and we're going into the bottom of the seventh. I think I was with Blake at the time. We were like, oh, you know, good to get at least one win in this opening series, but it didn't happen, unfortunately. Nope. So definitely felt like a loss. But good, good sweep there against South Alabama. And now uh, we'll see how, how it goes this weekend.
4: All right, so we're going to push it over to Blake here for, what is it called, Blake Check?
2: Yep, Blake Check, because, uh, you know, brake check. Hit the joke, ha. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, slap so your knee, somebody, come on. So essentially, so you know, this her. is
4: going to be uh, a quick, we're going to keep doing this every week. It's a mini NASCAR segment, because yep. I'm sure we will gain some viewers for this one, our listeners, so mm-hmm. go yeah. ahead.
2: So obviously, uh, this past weekend, in Cowbush dominated as of late. There are some racing statistics out there or that if the field would have went green those last 50 laps, I think it would have been like half a lap ahead of the field. Um, only Chase Elliott was close. Kyle Larson had a, fan, had a fast car, but he had a mechanical issue, which he had last year, had a few mechanical issues at some tracks, so they got to clean that up. Um, hopefully that isn't the same issue as last year. Um, but stage one and two were swept by Ross Chastain. It really seemed like he was a class of the field. He could restart like fifth or even tenth sometimes or worse than that, and it'd be like he could be right back up at the front and a good short run a good long run the car. Um, but then looking forward to next week. Who we ended up winning? Cowbush, uh, yep. Oh, you said up. that. <laughs> uh, Cowbush ended up winning. Chase Elliott was second, third, Rasha staying fourth, Daniel Suarez. So you had two track house cars finishing the top five. And rounding out that top five um, is uh, Kevin Harvick on his uh, song season. And um, so looking forward to next week, uh, Las Vegas, a mile and a half track. So these are kind of like your, you got to be good at these tracks if you want to win a championship. And so I think Hendrick will be fast. Uh, Bowman's always faster. Larson's always faster. Um, Chastainis Wars to be ones to watch track house. And then uh, the Penske cars are, are normally faster. So I'm thinking uh, that's Logano or Blaney. I don't necessarily think Cindric will be as fast. Because if you look this past weekend, Cindric um, won the pole for last year. Um, but he had no speed this year. I mean, just kind of, you know, this race had a lot of comers and goers. People being inside the top ten like... Uh, Eric Jones is one person who's inside the top 10 fallback, so I think it's going to be a lot like that next week where kind of like in your, uh, I'd say, 8 to 15 range. You'll have a whole different slew of drivers. Um, But look out for fantasy. fantasy. So if any of you guys play a NASCAR fantasy, um, my thing is I always want to start the beginning of the year kind of just picking some obscure drivers, um, especially at like the plate races Daytona, Talladega, and Atlanta. You know, you can get some of those drivers you don't use because you only get 10 uses for those drivers. So that first race, I think I had like Court of the Joy or some other people that you wouldn't normally pick. Um, but you got to manage your uses. So going into Las Vegas, I'd say you want out of your uh, five five people, you get one in the garage, which does not count towards your point, points, but you get, uh, excuse me, you get six. One person in the garage, uh, five per, uh, five people that you actually use. Um, so I'd say you want to get like three uh, or four heavy hitters, so Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Ross Chastain, and then you want to get somebody that will finish likely between, like I said, 8 and 15. So that's your range for that. Um, but my pick for the race right here off the cuff, I didn't even plan any of this. Uh, Alex Bowman won it last year, beat Kyle Larson. I think if Kyle Larson doesn't have any mechanical issues, I think he'll win it. Ross Chastain, they uh, track house has a speed so they'll, they'll be up there but my pick is a uh, kyle arson okay hey ross Chastain, he's
0: had a pretty good season so far as of late he had a yep. pretty good daytona run until the very end and sound like he had a pretty good pretty good performance last week yep. just couldn't get the deal done so yep. i would watch out for ross Chastain and see if he can pull off that win
2: if they keep the speed throughout the season i think that they will be uh uh more uh, detrimental than last year. Last year he only had three wins. I mean that is that's last year only. I think there's only a few people that had more than like two wins. So I mean he was top class of the field because the next gen car you just have a lot of different race winners. We'll see if it plays out the same way. I think it maybe will. Who knows? But yeah. So if they keep that speed, track house does, then I think uh, team will have a crazy year.
4: Yeah, I'm a I'm a Hedrick's uh, Motorsports homer, so I'm rooting for. A- any of the Hendricks, so um, so that was the news and recap segment. Um, we're gonna push it over to Charlie. He's gonna be hosting the con- our conference championship predictions. Um, so yeah, we'll be right back with that.
3: Welcome back. This is Charlie hosting this segment. We're gonna do give our conference championship predictions conference tournament starting next week in college basketball uh, we're going to go go through the uh, power five and then the Big East as well so we're going to start with the Big Ten tournament starting next Wednesday I'll start with you Anthony who's your pick in the big 10 all right
0: this one might it kind of might be controversial maybe not I'm gonna go with the Northwestern wildcats to win this one everyone's saying well what about Purdue well they haven't been as good lately in Northwestern they've been pretty good late, lately um you know they have Penn State and Rutgers left on their schedule which is pretty good uh blowing Iowa by 20 points they beat Purdue at home and they also beat Michigan State when they were like top 15 in the country they do have some issues of the loss like, like the Ohio State is the big one that really stands out in conference play um
4: they've also lost the last two
0: they have. So to Illinois and Maryland. On the road, though. I say on the road. They have struggled on the road, but Northwestern, it's right in Illinois, right in, you know, with the Big Ten tournament in Chicago. I think that home field advantage could help with them. So I'm going to go with the Northwestern Wildcats to take home the tournament title.
1: Okay. So I'm going to actually go with the Maryland Terrapins. Um, I like the direction of how this program is going. And by the looks of it, they look to be. Pretty top tier team. So, what do you think? What did you say? I picked Maryland. Okay, sorry. In the Big Ten tournament. What do you think, Blake?
2: Uh, I don't think Maryland's gonna do it. Uh, I just don't know. They're a pretty iffy team right now. Um, I mean, after that Nebraska lost, I think it kind of exposed um, just some of the falters or the uh, detractors they have. I guess my pick. Oh boy. I mean, I like Anthony. I do like Northwestern. They're kind of the team that I feel like could get up there, but. Iowa, they're also a team that is absurdly hot right now, and I hate Let's to say, say Iowa it, it winning last hot. night.
0: Yeah, with that win over Indiana, really
2: I, awesome. I think I think that they'll be detrimental in the tournament. I think they'll go to the championship, but I think Purdue gets it done. I think they'll do well in the Big Ten tournament because I just think that they're the team that can get it done. But they'll fall apart in the March Madness tournament. I think that's where it'll be different. But my picks Purdue. All right, so I originally
4: so on my Instagram I run like a. Huskers fan account. I made a. I did my weekly like predictions or whatever. You want a
0: free shout out with your Instagram page. Oh yeah,
4: uh, it's Huskers underscore Central. Um, I post about every other day. Just depends on what Husker athletics are going on, or I'll just make my predictions for Final Four or Conference Champions. That's what I did this week. So for the Big Ten for this week, I had Indiana, but that lost to Iowa last night. What happened, Indiana? You guys turn around. You beat Purdue twice this year. You're beating some decent teams. And then you just lose to Iowa by, like, 30.
0: Say so yeah, Iowa played lights out. Chris Murray played insanely well. Yeah,
4: I understand that, but at home, though, no, that's even worse. That, that's the worst part that's of That's the scary part with – it's a little scary with um, Indiana, and it's tough to say, but watching Michigan State, they could be a dangerous team in the Big Ten – I'm not gonna pick them though. I'm, a, I'm gonna take. A, I'm. I'm gonna take Maryland. I just feel like they're one of the strongest teams in this conference, and that they've gotten hot at the right time. Excluding their loss to us, um, I. They've just. They've just looked the best recently, other than Northwestern. So, I mean. They. I mean, they beat Northwestern by what? Twenty. So. I mean, pretty close to twenty. So, so I. I've, Go
0: ahead. You mentioned Michigan Michigan State. That actually is a sleeper pick. I do believe and not just seeing them in person, but they did have like a rough patch obviously uh during the season and the Big Ten is kind of competitive, against Iowa. they're competitive within themselves. They were pretty good on it. Against I said just say they fell apart against Iowa. But Michigan State Amish will pull something. It just depends on who they have to play. I think right now their seed is like the eighth seed right now.
4: Yeah, currently, so So they'll play, they'll have a first-round bye, but... Yeah, so I
0: think it just depends on who they have to play, but they can, they will, they could pull something out of their hat.
4: And I like how Maryland's schedule is at the end of the year. They're on the road against Ohio State. Ohio State's been one of the roughest teams in the Big Ten. They have not played good. I honestly believe they played worse than Minnesota in many ways. Yeah. Um, But Pence, and then they have Penn State on the road on Sunday. That will be tough. But I do think Maryland is one of the scariest teams in the Big Ten. They they showed it. I mean, they almost came back and beat us. In fact, we were losing at one point. But I like Maryland to take the Big Ten in the tournament. All right. And you guys were mentioning where Michigan State was, said they were a dangerous
3: team. I'm just looking here at the standings. I guess, look how tight that is. After Purdue, from, I guess, right now, I don't know who would be the two seed. Maryland, Northwestern, and Michigan, though. All 11 and 7. And then you go down all the way to Nebraska, who's 8 and 11, which, you know, that's not a huge gap from the two, right now, the number two seed and the number 12 seed. So, a bunch of really competitive teams, just a really competitive conference. Uh, That being said, I am going to take Purdue to win the Big Ten. I think they've shown, you know, 13-5 and in conference play. They have had, you know, Lost to Indiana at home didn't look
4: that great. They have lost to Northwestern. You know Maryland. They got destroyed by Maryland. Yeah,
3: I think just at the end of the day, I think they have shown that they have been the best team in the Big Ten. Um, I'm going to pick them to win the Big Ten tournament. I know we talked a little bit about, you know, if this is the year Purdue is going to make it to the Final Four, it's going to be this year. It, if there's has, a year. it has to be. It's going to be this year. Uh, of course, you know, a lot, lot of uh, disappointing endings ends to the season for them. So I'm going to take them to win the Big Ten tournament. Um, so I guess we got, got a few picks for Purdue. But uh, now moving on here, we're going to move on to the Big 12. Um, so, This Anthony, is an interesting yeah, conference. Yeah, another really yeah. deep conference. So, Anthony, you can start this one.
0: All right, so we're going to pull up the Big 12 conference right now. We know Kansas is at the top of the list. Texas is getting there. BAYLOR, KANSAS STATE, TCU, Iowa State has fallen off big time.
4: Oklahoma um, State's on a, on the turn up.
0: They're on the verge, based, but I based
4: off what I've seen a little bit, but
0: I don't think they'll going they're going to make the tournament though. I think cuz they're right now out of it. So and they got to make a good decent run to get into it. Um I feel like the clear favorite is Kansas, but I'm going to go with the Texas Longhorns in this one. I, that um, I'm
4: very <laughs> disappointed in you.
0: Well, I think a lot Warm's of people down. are. Warm's Warm's down. Down. Yeah, but honestly they have had a pretty strong season so far. Uh, 22 and 7 on the year very strong wins very early. Uh, they destroy Gonzaga and beating Baylor at home and beating Kansas State on the road. but then also they've had some tough losses. I know Illinois was the big is the big one as well. Um, and then also the Tennessee, Iowa State's the one that sticks out now. But once again, Iowa State was 12-0 at Hilton Coliseum. But now they've fallen off since. Texas just seems like a more overall complete team. I know Kansas had that bit of a struggle a little bit when they lost like four out of five in a row. But Baylor is up there. I just believe in the wholeness of Texas and the way of how their team is rallied up right now that they can go ahead and win the
1: big tw- Big well, I, I, <clears throat> I like Kansas um, You know, it's just it's real self What do you think?
2: Today? Um, I don't know So, uh, you know, Anthony I think the deciding factor is Texas plays Kansas uh, March 4th at 3 So I think that's going to be The deciding factor of Who just has the momentum Going into the tournament So that's going to be a big one But I don't know, you know, I think I think also like that is a key
0: factor because that's like the determining game of who's more likely going to make it. But I think both these teams can make it in the championship. I think it's just this game highlights who has the biggest chance of winning that tournament.
3: Well, and if they were to meet in the, you know, let's say they meet in the championship, it's really hard to beat a team twice, you know, especially if you play them. And that you know, well, especially split.
0: three times since you Indeed. know both since right. these te- conference plays both teams twice. But
3: so. just you know, if you play them this weekend and then you have to play them next weekend, just going to be tough. So whoever wins that, you know, definitely you, you can keep going. But I think you know either one, both those teams, you know, could easily see them winning winning it. But you can make your pick. Yeah,
2: uh, for some context, I know the listeners probably know this, but uh, Texas lost um, uh, by eight, and it was 88-80. And that's the first meeting, and now they have their second meeting on the fourth. Uh, Again, yeah, that's just kind of like momentum. But, you know, Charlie, bring up a great point of just like you you see it all the time in all the sports. You beat them one time, you don't beat them the next. Or you beat them two times, but you don't beat them the third time. So, I don't know. It, I don't want to just be the person is going to go pick the highest uh, rated one out of each conference. I was looking at K-State. And I'm like, maybe they, they, I know they've been a good team, kind of like your top four or five of, of the Big 12. But there's just nothing that really speaks out to me. And they have some uh, good wins over uh, Iowa State, Baylor. And actually they lost one time to Iowa State. So I don't know, it's, it's kind of like how the Big Ten is where you start to see go down and it starts like beating up on each other. But I'm gonna pick Kansas. They just have the resume right now. Texas is not a bad shout at all. Um, I looked for that March 4th game to kind of be whoever gets the momentum to go into the tournament. Now to you, Dylan.
4: Yeah, so Kansas, man, one of the best teams in the country. You know, they won the championship last year, and i they've re- really reloaded. I mean, you got Grady Dick, freshman, one of the better shooters in the country. You have DeJuan Harris. You have Jalen Wilson. This is one of the strongest teams in the country. They've looked like it all year. I mean, even even they had that three, uh, three straight games they lost – against Kansas State, TCU, and Baylor. But those are still really, really good teams. This conference is incredibly hard to pick. But they turned around, beat Kansas, and then they ended up just uh, beating Kansas State. But, you know, I agree with you guys. This last game against Texas is really going to decide who has the momentum going into this tournament and as at least the top seeds here in this conference. But I really think... I'm gonna go off my Instagram again. This is who I picked. I'm taking KU. They they just overall just been the better team, and they're just one of the best teams, and they're a definite definite threat to get another get another championship to get a back to uh, back championships. I thought
0: you, I thought you said Kansas on your Instagram.
4: I know. I did. Said I said I'm going, going off, off of that. it.
0: Oh, I thought you said you're going again.
4: Yeah. No, I'm going off of it. Yeah. So yeah, I I think they easily can win this conference, but it just all depends who has that momentum. It's it's a tough conference. Shoot, you could see like freaking, um, maybe Iowa State somehow pulled something off. But I don't know now, they lost Caleb Grill, so. I don't know, they took, or maybe like
2: a TCU. Yeah, and maybe
4: DCU even TCU
3: could
0: be, but
3: and I mean Texas Tech is five and twelve in the in the Big Twelve, but they're in currently right now they're in Joe Lannardi's next four outs, so they're within striking distance. Like I mean they, they've
4: they've turned it up. If they win, you know they had a sh- they have a sh- they had a struggle bust at the beginning of the year, yeah, but ever I mean since, five ever and twelve. Since
0: they beat Iowa State. They really turned it up. They beat Texas as well. I
4: believe. Yeah, they did. They I did. remember that. So, um, yeah, I just I just I really do think Kansas is the best team in this conference. Pretty. Like overall, just the best team in this conference. Texas is up there. I'm just a little hesitant with them. Baylor, they have their issues. Kansas State, again, they've had their own issues as well. But I just think KU it, has just been the strongest well all year. Bigs start
0: off strong, but now it's slowly like dying off. But
4: I mean, the so the downfall different. of Iowa State is really shocking because they were they looked really strong, especially after beating Kansas. I'd say
0: that it's weird after they beat Kansas. Up Iowa State. They
4: were number 13 in the country at that time, Yeah. Every time now they're State unranked.
0: Kansas, they have really fallen off, like big time. They've only won one game after that win, and that was against TCU, so you think a big momentum swing, you know, beating Kansas, getting your win streak out of the way, and nope, only managed to win one more game after that. So.
4: Yeah, and it just, hey you, I'm, I'm taking Kansas, it's easy. I'm honestly surprised that none of you guys picked Baylor.
3: I'm surprised because uh, I think Baylor is just as good as Kansas. From what I've seen, they are really good. They're just so hard to prepare for. Um, you know, you've got so much talent on there. They just went on the road uh, without Keontae George, who, you know, he's their leading scorer uh, averages 16 a game. They just went on the road and beat Oklahoma State without him. He was out with a sprained ankle. Um, on the road at Oklahoma thats a too. tough
4: place to play. Tough
3: place to win, and they, uh, you know, had a good, you know, middle. Right in the middle of the uh, of conference play, they won. You know, went on a good streak there. I think they won like ten of eleven or something like that. Then, you know, back to back losses at Kansas, at Kansas State. They've won their last two games. They finished with Iowa State this weekend. But I think Baylor is Final Four good. I think, and you know. I wouldn't be surprised. I think you know they have potential uh, to win the whole thing. Um, I think Baylor and Kansas both are Final Four caliber teams, and I think both uh, if that'd be if that's the championship we see in the Big 12, uh, that that would be uh, that would certainly be a treat. But I'm gonna go with Baylor. I don't, you know, I'm the only one that's taking them, but they're, okay. they're they're my pick. I think that uh, they're you know they're definitely. In my opinion, they're just as good as Kansas, so it's going to be a fun tournament. Another deep conference here, so all right, we'll now move on, um, moving on to the Pac-12 tournament.
4: This is which, a weird conference. Which,
3: yeah, <laughs> I think there's we, only we talked a little bit about runners. this, but uh,
4: maybe see. three if you're,
0: if, maybe. If you count them, but I don't think so. so pretty much this conference, in my mind comes down to UCLA and Arizona. Uh, Arizona so far has had the better advantage against UCLA they do play um, at the end of the year that's gonna be a, like kind of like a Texas Kansas feel like about who has the momentum into the Pac-12 but I feel like, but UCLA uh, 16 and 2 right now in power comp- in conference play that's really really good and then Arizona 13 and 5 um, and then you have UC, USC at 13-5 and five right now in Arizona State, who's projected the last team in at 11-7 and seven in conference play. But this conference is, honestly, it's just, it's just so weak when you have two teams at the top of the level. I'm going to go maybe with... Maybe
4: even USC, but ma-
0: If you may consider that. Um, I'm going to go with, I feel like it's been the better team at least all year long. I'm going to go with Arizona because, like I said, they just, I feel like they've been the better team all year long uh, they've had some strong wins against UCLA, like I mentioned earlier, Tennessee and Indiana. They've had some struggle losses against Utah and Oregon, but I think Arizona, they are a Final Four team. I defend that
1: wholeheartedly, and I think they can win it. So I'm going to go ahead and choose UCLA. Um, I don't watch a lot of Pac-12 basketball but i
4: don't I'll say play. not a lot of people do let's be honest <laughs> it's, it's too late it's a lot of times i'm just not staying up that late so yeah, yeah. We're, we're all in bed when yeah. they play so i'm gonna go with ucla what do you
1: think
2: blake i don't know mark you bring up a great point i don't i don't watch pac-12 uh, basketball i mean i like arizona i don't know why they're like a school that i like um i don't know just a favorable opinion of party school yeah <laughs> Watching them, yeah,
0: any school, in that. and then and then the Pac-12 is a whole party conference.
2: I mean, much. they're they're one of, they're one of the teams that you see in the in the um, big dance quite a bit. So I mean, like, uh, how can you not pick against them? I don't know. I mean, hell, should I say California? I mean, they're two and sixteen in the conference. Nah, but uh, I don't know. I I like Arizona. They just kind of seem like that team. That's I don't know. That's relevant. They're always there. There's something. Let me get uh, Arizona.
4: Yeah, uh this this conference is really weak. I agree with you with Anthony with that one. It's really weak. I find it really interesting. You got UCLA number 4 in the country. They're 2 and 3 against ranked teams. And yeah, then you have yeah. Arizona who's undefeated against ranked opponents. I it mean, is
0: I feel like UCLA just because of that record, they stand out. You you have losses to Illinois. I mean, it's only a one it's only a, a
4: one game difference. I mean, this conference is close. It says 3 in conference, but you know, well, it is three in conference, but yeah. like, I UCLA will probably won the regular season championship.
0: I think they've already done that. Yeah, because they're, they're yeah, it looks like two. now. Arizona's
4: so. only thirteen and five. So, but you know, this conference, it, it's like top two, maybe three. This one's tough. On my, I picked UCLA earlier this week. I might gonna have to take Arizona, but it's really gonna come down to this final matchup. What yeah. is happening? <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's really going to come down to this final matchup. It's the final game of the regular season for both teams. They face off against each other. Um, I just really think it's going to come down to that, and I'm taking the I'm I'm taking the Wildcats. I think Arizona is just the better team.
3: Yeah, I think you know you got this last matchup. First time they played, Arizona beat them by six. Um, so I don't know. This one is kind of tough, like you said, because UCLA. You would think sixteen and two in the Pac-12, Arizona thirteen and five, but then you just brought up a good point. Arizona a better, you know, they've shown that they they're a better team uh, when they're playing ranked teams. So I don't know. This is this is tough. I think Arizona won the first. I think UCLA is going to win this weekend. Uh, so then that'll kind of set up for like a you know rubber match there if they were to meet in the Pac-12 championship. I think UCLA. I'm going to go with UCLA. I think that they've had. You know, I'm, I'm just looking at their schedule here. They lost two games back to back against Illinois and Baylor early in the year. Illinois
4: and they, is not that good of a loss.
3: Yeah. Then they went on a really long winning streak, and then they lost another you know back to back games against Arizona and USC. That was back you know earlier in conference play, and right now they're on another big winning streak. So kind of you know because that's all their losses uh, sitting right now at 25 and four um, with two games to play in the regular season. I'm gonna, I'm going to go with UCLA. But like you said, that number against ranked teams definitely um, would be maybe concerning if you were on the fence with this one. But I think
0: you—you you said they were two and three and and uh, ranked play. Yep, two well, and three. There's two wins. Was against Maryland when they were number 20, which they won by 17, and then they beat Kentucky when they were 13th by 10.
4: And both of those teams are not currently ranked. Oh, Maryland. Well, is, Maryland's but, like bottom. Like,
0: bottoms. Right. Like, they're like bottom five. Yeah. Ranked. So. I mean Kentucky, they're on the rise right now, but Still looking not that back good on of a it, win. that's not really a good win right now. Yeah, That's when Kentucky. But
4: this co- off. this conference is weird because it's only really the top two, and it's just tough to pick because you're just pick. It's fifty fifty. It's weird.
0: I think, however, though, depending on how this matchup goes on Saturday, really determines the Pac-12 because like UCLA will obviously have the number one seed. Arizona will have the two seed. But then it's pretty much the countdown to that final matchup. Yeah. In that
4: championship. Unless somebody then, gets upset. Somebody. Never could know. Arizona State might pull a, what they did against. Uh, what Arizona, who, Arizona? This past yeah.
3: weekend, and that's another. Yeah, you know, that's another point I was going to bring up too. You look at Arizona. Obviously, they've been they've been the better team uh, against you know better talent, but at the same time, you know, a couple of not so great losses uh, against Stanford and Arizona State.
4: Arizona State was like a game-winning shot. I, to be fair, yeah, it was. You know, it's a Again, should what should it have been that close? No, but like it's a rivalry it's, game and it's a conference. Say Arizona had so. some
0: really bad losses in conference play, but every conference tends to like not be. I mean, each Purdue.
4: Look at Purdue. But, I mean,
0: yeah. UCLA though they've only
3: lost in conference play to the you know Arizona the other two. And the other two. USC is not a bad team uh so I mean they're you know they got the same conference record as Arizona 13 and 5 so I'm gonna go with UCLA uh and now we'll we'll move on here just make sure all right moving on to the SEC now uh we're gonna start start with you Anthony this is another maybe I don't know is Alabama the pick I'm not sure a couple of definitely a few teams I could see winning this one
0: uh I'm gonna have to disagree I only see one team winning this and that's Alabama the fact that uh, they almost went completely undefeated in conference play. If it wasn't for those uh, people in t- Knoxville, Tennessee, but Alabama—they've been a dominant team all year long. You
4: know they. Brandon Miller, Brandon Miller, sh- Miller shooter. He's a, he's he's a he assi- He assists shooters off and off, off and on the court. And, uh, <laughs> maybe I should have said. That. Yeah.
2: Money uh, to add that one out. Uh, anyways, pause.
4: Hey, but uh,
0: yeah, I mean Alabama—they're just so well-rounded all year. They had to work their way up at the beginning because they fought, fought off, had a loss against um, UConn in their little off-season tournament. But ever since then, they've been on a roll. And lately, no, one, no one's been kind of stopped. You had Oklahoma, put like a big uh, road guard when they lost by... 30. Yeah, and then Tennessee. But Alabama's been pretty strong all year, and I can't stop the tide. So I don't see anyone else who can.
1: So normally we think of Alabama as a... <clears throat> football school well this year they're a basketball school too so i'm gonna go with alabama York, and tide what do you think blake
2: blake blake that's what that reminded me of i don't know why but um alabama i mean 15 and 1 in the conference again you know those volunteers man they they beat them but it's only a loss and i don't know it's kind of hard to like, I'm looking at these teams, you know, Kentucky, I mean, they're a blue blood, blask- blue blood basketball t- uh, school. So, I mean, like, do you pick them? Do you not? I don't think so. I mean, they're 11-5. and 5. Volunteers, that beat Alabama once. Do they beat them again? I don't know. It's kind of like the football situation where, you know. It's
3: tough to beat a team twice.
2: Yes, um, and I know we've talked about that quite a bit. But Texas A&M, 14-3 um, in the conference. I don't know, shoot. Texas A&M has been yeah. a quiet, rising story. I think I'm gonna go with Texas A&M just because I don't. I don't want to pick. uh, I've picked kind of the one or two seed now, or like not two seeds. Excuse me, the one or two teams that ranked in the conference. And while uh, Texas A&M is the second ranked in the conference right now, I I think that that maybe they're probably the team that could uh, upset Alabama.
4: So yeah, this this conference is a little wonky in my opinion. You got Alabama, number two in the country. They've been one and one or two, like all, you know, all year.
0: Throughout the year, yeah.
4: And then you know you got A and M, who is came out of nowhere. Like they kind of just like slowly under the radar, just pushed themselves all the way to second in the conference. You they, have Kentucky. They, they really
0: started when they were the first team out. And now they're 24th in the
4: country. Yeah, and you got Kentucky. I mean, they like, like a top 10 team both times they played Tennessee. Yeah, sure, I mean, swept them. So Yeah, and you got Kentucky who started off, you know, iffy. And then they kind of just were iffy all year until this final stretch where they've won, I don't know how many in a row. Decent amount. And they're now back in the rankings. They're back in the rankings. and They're, they're, they're definitely a, a threat to can't Bama. Count,
0: can't count them out.
4: For yeah, sure. I mean, it's Kentucky. They're a blue blood. You never know. And it's just kind of like and you got Tennessee too. I mean, I mean the conference record's a little concerning, 11 and 6, but they're still number 12 in the country and they still beat the best team in this conference pretty soundly. I mean, nothing not like incredibly huge win, but like like points wise, but
0: but it was a strong win to have at that time of the year
4: for them. And they were Alabama was number 1 when they lost. So, I mean, you never know. I'm going to have to take Bama. I just do think when it comes down to the final game it's it or just this tournament, Alabama is just the most dominant team, one of the if not one of the most dominant teams in this in the entire country, country. they're just they're just the best team other than I would say Houston I mean Houston's this whatever they're just on a huge streak, so I mean Alabama, I'm gonna take Brandon Miller and Alabama
3: yeah, so. You know, Bama, like you said, they they went a while there without losing a single game in conference play. I think after I saw that Tennessee performance against Alabama and up until maybe last night, I think Tennessee would be my pick. I think at, you know, their ceiling is higher than anyone in the conference, I think. And they showed that, I think, when they played Alabama there. But also really bad news, though, coming out of Knoxville today, their starting point guard Zakai Ziegler, torn ACL. He's out for the season. So that's definitely a huge loss for them, Um, you know, right with the conference tournament coming up. I'm going to go with Alabama as well now. I think, you know, like you guys have already said, they've shown that they're the best team uh, throughout the season. just really consistent. uh, But, yeah, I mean, you know, had the loss to Tennessee, but I think at the end of the day that they're the best team. So they're my pick. Um, But at the same time, you know, Tennessee, they lose to Kai Ziegler last night. It's early. It's only like two minutes into the game is when he went out. And they still went on to beat Arkansas by 18. So I think you know they've shown that they can you know still compete. I think and I think we're really going to see that next week. I don't think Tennessee's done. Um, I still think they have potential to go. You know for sure second weekend obviously, and then could they go to the Final Four? You know I picked them a few weeks ago. We did our Final Four picks. So I I think they're still going to they're they're still going to be a tough team to play. You know you know they're fast. Nobody really. Uh, like we saw when they played Alabama, nobody I don't think is going to want to play them still. So I'm going to go with Alabama in the SEC tournament, but definitely don't count Tennessee out even without uh, Ziegler. And now we're going to move on to the ACC tournament. Uh, not sure there. There are a few teams. Maybe I don't I was surprised when I looked um, at the rankings that Duke wasn't ranked. I thought they were ranked. Um, and, you know they would. You know they've looked like a tough team still. Uh, obviously not at the level as you know past Duke teams, but still, still look pretty competitive.
0: What, what do you think, Anthony? Yeah, so Duke, they're very they've been. on so they had a bit of a bump down the road, but they managed to come back. Clemson and fourth think backs.
4: One of the two games I think they have left, and then... We'll see how... I think they have to... Well, they have Duke next, so that'll be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got the automatic... That's at home,
3: to...
0: though, so... Team corner in the bubble, shakes everything up. If, you know, you see some team come out of the bubble. He's but... yeah, got NC State in this. he got Virginia, Miami. But how about the field Panthers being first in 14-4 right now? 21-8 and overall. Um, I was thinking about this last night as the group, what we want to talk about. My original pick was Virginia, but I'm like, I don't know, right They've now, really. I say Virginia is kind of falling off right now, 22 and 6. That sounds good. But you're talking a three point win to. Well, let's go, let's back it up. A little
4: bit. Three point I win, say, to win to
0: Louisville? A three point win to a Louisville team. Four games a week. A three point win to Notre Dame. Two.
4: Yeah. Sorry, two I didn't point mean that.
0: 2. one. Devastating, ugly loss to Boston College, and then a loss to North Carolina. Bounce back against Clemson, but then they got to go back. Hopefully that bounce back is the way to get a to Miami's looked pretty, pretty good all year long.
4: Other than the, you know, how many points did they give up? Twenty-five. Twenty-five yeah, point. Like 25. They blew a twenty-five point lead against Florida State, and they lost. Another uh, the Bears so. Yeah.
0: I think the obvious would be those two, possibly. I'm gonna go with the team. In- beat Virginia by three. They beat Miami by three. They beat Northwestern earlier in the year, but this was kind of like before we knew it, Northwestern. Um,
4: but, so they beat Northwestern pretty easily.
0: I'd say they did 87-58 was the most. Uh, but another thing I want to note about it is is they started the year 1-3, and three, and then since then they've gone 20-5. Like and five. So they had a rough start to very begin with, but they've bounced from the back. Watch out for the
1: Panthers in the tournament
3: Again, like it's a Tony Bennett coach team, they're always, you know, going to put up a fight. Just, you know, always great defensively, um, and they're definitely. Uh, I mean, they just won the national championship a few years ago. They haven't. I mean, you know, obviously they're not at that level, but uh, they're they're always a tough tough out. So I think I think they'll be uh, they'll be right there for sure.
2: Good. Yep. Uh, I was waiting for that. Uh, you. you just waited to get Yep, my um, pick, I don't know, Duke, they are 2-4 uh, and four against uh, ranked teams, they're on a 5-game winning streak, um, North Carolina is also on a 3-game on a winning streak, well not on a 5-game, but they're on a 3-game winning streak, so that's a, another streak, um, compared to like Pitt, they're on a 2-game winning streak, 3-2 um, and two against uh, AP teams, so I don't know, um, I'll go with Duke, you know, they're always relevant, and even in a year, they're not as relevant, they're still in the conversation, um, hits 14-4 in the conference, so means a lot to be desired, I think, all the way down to maybe North Carolina or NC State. I feel like, you know, 12-8, 11-8, they're not out of conversation with so many four losses.
0: That... I'd say NC State is very underrated. I think they're one of the best offensive teams in this conference. I remember watching a few games back and watching Virginia, NCC, NC State, the best versus the best defense in the world. Not by a large margin, but NC Stay, they are
2: very underrated. Yeah, so my conference championship, I gotta go with Duke.
4: Yeah, this conference is weird. I, I just don't... It's weird, like, with Pitt being number one. It's kind of... I, I just don't I, see it. Pitt, you don't... Yeah, you like, I don't, I don't even see them in football being number one. It's just, like, other than last, like, two years ago. Like, like, otherwise, I just... Uh, Miami, you know, they're good, but like, and they're 2 0 in spring teams, 3 0 in the coaches' bowl, and teams ranked in the coaches. But like, that that loss against Florida State really stings. It, it shows that they're just blowing a 25 20 point lead like that to a far worse team than you are. But you then know, you have Virginia, who gets blown out by Boston College. That's not a good look. I mean, Duke is on the come up. I don't know much about Clemson. I mean, I don't know it's just it's tough to pick North Carolina might be coming back. I don't know uh, I'm just gonna take I'll just take Duke. I mean it's just a fair pick. I mean, they might just decide to turn it up, but I
0: say they're they're getting hot at the right time and some of the sometimes with these uh conferences and just overall basketball play. It's when you get hot at the right time. That's honestly, like, why the Cincinnati Bagels made the Super Bowl a few years back. They just got hot at the right time, mm-hmm. you know. So, if Duke keeps writing this up and, you know, they have a strong game against North Carolina coming up, they can get a win off that, then they'll surely be on the rise. Yeah, first.
4: say look out. Look out. If they beat North Carolina, look out. It could be a scary time for the ACC. You've got Duke back up at the top with, uh, if they get the conference championship. So, yep, I'll take Duke.
3: All right, so I just I didn't realize that Pitt was actually playing right now. They're currently down by 16 at Notre Dame. Oh, my God. Uh, That's not good. Six and a half minutes wow, to play. Is... They, and then they finish. Because I, I was looking, they were – Miami and Virginia were half a game back from Pitt, so I figured they had another game left. And they finish at Miami this weekend, uh, Pitt. So, you know, obviously we could see, you know, things shake up. They're, currently, if the tournament started right now, they would be the one seed – um, I don't think that they're the best team in the conference. I think for me this is between Miami and Duke. I think those are the two best teams in the conference. Um, I'm gonna go with Miami. I think that they're if I had to if I, I'd give them the slight edge over Duke, um they're you know, fourteen and five in conference play. They've had a uh you know, I'm 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 looking at their losses, lost to Maryland on conference play. They had a bad loss to Georgia Tech on the road. Other than that, not really, you know, they haven't looked that bad, and then they had, you know, they blew out Duke, beat them by 22 um, at home. So I think Miami, for me, that's that's my pick. But definitely a few teams I could see. We, we even talked, we were talking about Virginia. Um, they're always going to be tough. So I'm going to pick Miami. Duke is, you know, they're going to be right there. I think. Um, so that's going to be my pick. And now we're going to move on to our last conference tournament. Here, the Big East, which is the one non-Power 5 conference tournament that we're picking. But this is a tough conference. We've talked about it. You know, five five teams here that, uh, you know, should be going to the NCAA tournament. Um, so, definitely a few teams. You know, this could go a few different ways. But go ahead, Anthony. Yeah,
0: let's go. So, we're going to go into the standings here. Marquette, at number one, Xavier two. Providence, Creighton, and UConn. And then kind of after that it's falling off with Villanova, they won't make the tournament and uh, get the rest. But th- this one team has stuck out to me throughout the whole year. And if you've listened a few episodes back, um, I picked them to go to the final four. Uh, Marquette, they're riding really, really good right now, coming off a five game winning streak. Uh, only one loss at home, three losses in the conference play. Uh, but this team, did not lose a single non-conference game, and that is the UConn Huskies. They have shown, at least to me, that they are very, very competitive throughout the whole co- country. You're talking a win against Alabama before, and that looks really good. A win over a hot Iowa State team who just knocked off North Carolina at the time. Uh, but then once you come in the conference play, it's a bit shaky, but also the Big East is very competitive. You're talking a loss to Xavier, a loss to Vanderbilt, Ugly loss to Seton Hall by one point, in which I think it was was it a buzz beater or something like that, like a close play that I could have won? But uh, kind of picked it up now with a win over Providence and then a win over St. John's. They are um, playing DePaul right now, in which they're just killing them 81 to 52, in which the first half was 19 to 51. So dominant over DePaul, and then they'll face off Villanova. Very good five game win streak coming into, hoping, hoping five game win streak to come into the conference play. But, uh, Amanda Sango, you know, 17 points a game. He's also their big man, shooting 59% from the field. They're, they're doing really good right now. And they've just, they've been the one team that stuck out all year long. Crate, I know, had a bit of a slide. Marquette has been just right at the top all year long. Xavier has had some notable losses. Uh, But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Yukon Huskies to win the Big
1: East. So, I'm going with Marquette. First off, I've been impressed with what to Smart has done. This is year two of his team, basically. And, you know, being the Wisconsin kid that I am, if Wisconsin does not make the tournament, I'll root for Marquette, because why not? And uh, so I'm taking Marquette to win their conference tournament. What do you think, Blake?
2: No. I hate to, uh, you know, obviously we joke about Wisconsin and stuff like that, but, you know, that's kind of like uh, the. I, I grew up being a J-Sker, especially on the, the basketball side of things. used to have season tickets for Creighton, and so I grew up a big uh, Creighton basketball fan. I actually didn't really go to a lot of the Husker basketball games when I was younger. I actually went to a lot of Creighton games. Um, I don't think Creighton will win the conference because they just have had a few losses where it's just kind of like if they lose a few of their key players, then they, then they really haven't been able to do anything. I like Xavier right now. Um, they're just a team. I mean, thirteen and five in the conference. Um, them and Marquette are going to battle it out. I feel like, but UConn again. You know, you brought up a great point, Anthony, about uh, UConn. Just talking about that whole uh, situation, just the games they've won this year. But I got to go with Xavier. All right. Speaking of Xavier. They just beat Providence.
4: Um,
2: so that's a big time win
4: for them. Big, big win big on big the win. road. Yep. So that will officially put Xavier in second in the current standings in this conference. But um, so this conference is very interesting. You have, like we said, like Charlie said before we started making our picks here, five top teams. These All all five of these teams will most likely make the NCAA tournament unless someone just decides to poop the bed. Um, like, but, And could you guys see,
3: like, all five of these winning the Big East tournament? Like, I easily. Said, I, yeah. I, mean, I see at least yeah, all, all of them winning.
0: Yeah. I I mean, and not only that, I see them – most of these, actually, probably going to the
4: Sweet 16, Second too. weekend teams, yeah. Yeah, I, just Creighton's scary. I mean... A, their ceiling is, I think, yeah, but... They're scary, but those lo- their losses are a little interesting. They are five... They've played a lot of ranked teams, though, this year. They're five and six in uh, ranked... Uh, ranked Mac, uh, against ranked teams. Six, all six... Um, no, just kidding, but... Um, <laughs> Big exact Xavier is a very scary team. They just beat a good province team who beat Creighton, UConn. Like you said, they're scary. They've been consistent pretty much this season, other than their conference losses.
0: Say so they they've stumbled a conference loss. They've lost like you know that they've had some big losses, but they're managing to rebound at the at the right time. I feel like
4: so yeah, and same thing with Creighton too. They've turned it up. They were not looking very good. I mean, he. Creighton, Loose to thought, Nebraska. Thought, I mean, we thought
0: Creighton could be like at the bottom of the list. Honestly, by the yeah. way they we were playing
4: at first, and but they can't be as bad as Georgetown. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I just Marquette—they're scary. I mean, on my Instagram, I took Marquette, but I just feel like I just, I just, I just feel like Xavier is going to have what it takes. I mean, they just got a big road win, and they. They've been good in the past. I mean, a couple of years, the past couple of years, they haven't been the greatest, but I feel like they can turn it up. And I'm just having a tough time with Marquette. You know, teams teams fall off, teams crap the bed. So I, I just, Xavier just seems the team to beat other than Marquette. But I would say this watch out for Creighton. Creighton could come out of nowhere. So, yeah, I'll just take Xavier for this one.
3: I was kind of hoping you would take Providence or Creighton because then I would take the others. So we'd each have one of the. Uh, top five teams. Um, So I'm just looking here now. No one's really been talking about uh, Providence in this. I'm looking at who they've played up until this past uh, weekend against Xavier. They had that. That was their first home loss all season. So definitely a tough team to beat at home. Obviously, this isn't, uh, you know, it's a neutral site this tournament. So uh, I'm looking at some of their losses. Mainly, uh, they had a bad loss at St. John's. They got blown out by UConn. Uh, on the road, lost a close game to Xavier on the road, lost to Marquette and Creighton. Uh, both those were close games on the road. And then they lost a couple games in non conference play. So I'm, I'm looking at that. And yeah, I mean, they have more losses. And like you said, Dylan, looking at Creighton's losses, definitely a little concerning. But I think their ceiling, um, you know, they lost uh, Ryan Kalkbrenner, their best player, earlier this year. He was out. They lost, I think they went on a six game losing streak at that point, uh, including a loss to Nebraska. But um yeah, I mean they they've been playing better now with him back in the lineup twelve and six. Um so like you said, they're they're gonna be tough to beat. Um I, I'm gonna go with Creighton in this one. I think their ceiling, you could argue, is the highest in the conference. Um, but like we've said, any of these five teams I could easily see winning this. Uh Marquette, I think they've shown, you know, sixteen and three in the Big East. With all these you know, good teams in here, that's definitely pretty impressive uh, what Shaka Smart has done. So, But I'm going to go with Creighton in this tournament. Nobody's picked him yet. So
4: It is a little concerning, though, seeing that they lost to uh, Villanova.
3: It is. Yeah. They just did lose to Villanova as well. By 12. And I think right now – On the road, though. Right so. now, they're playing right now, I think. Yep, yeah, they're up 13 yep. nothing. Georgetown, so, yeah. Finished uh, with Georgetown and DePaul, so I guess they could – with those two wins, potentially move up in the standings. Right now, they'd be the number four seed. So I'll uh, I'll go with Creighton to win. Nobody's picked him yet. That's my pick. Uh, do you have something to say?
2: Yeah, I was going off of that. I mean, it's just like every conference. I mean, they have that one team that's done pretty well, but they have like that one loss. You know, that's kind of like oh, they lost to that team. You know, and for right now, Creighton it, that um, that um, Villanova loss is is kind of like the one where like oh, they lost to that team. But I really don't think that really is wow. going to mark.
4: They also lost to Nebraska, and that's
2: yeah, that. Too. Yeah, but that yeah was middle. That was right after they just like they're going into the. So right. I don't want to even. The, the thing I is,
4: would, I
0: wouldn't even diss Villanova. There's, there's still within. Yeah, that, but on, but
4: the thing was five. with Nebraska, they had their Creighton had their entire team healthy. Yeah, they did for that game, and so they that still was right. lost by ten yep. at
0: home. That was right
3: before they lost yeah, uh, Ryan Culbrener. Yeah. Yep. He
4: was sick the week before or that game. Before.
3: Well, because I remember watching Creighton, too, back in the Maui Invitational Thanksgiving weekend. They looked pretty good. They competed with Arizona in that championship. They won their first two games. Um, but they'd be my pick for – I'm going to go with Creighton for this one. And then just real quick, so that, that wraps up those conferences. Just because just I'm curious, I want to get your guys' picks for this weekend. Uh, just give me your pick. Like That's all. We're not, we don't have to go into explaining this one. The West Coast Conference, I just want to – just give me the answer. Gonzaga or St. Mary's?
0: We'll start with you. Uh, St. Mary's is kind of falling off. I'm going to go with the Bulldogs, Gonzaga.
1: Uh, Gonzaga. Uh,
2: Gonzaga, I always pick them, like, in my bracket. I like them a lot. They're one of the teams I would send uh, almost all the way or sometimes even all the way. So give me the Zags. I am going to explain this. Okay, so I was watching the St. Mary's and Gonzaga game.
4: It was a very interesting game. I just want to say this, though. The Zags kind of just – they really took. Uh, they got their revenge over St. Mary's. I do think both teams. It will come down to those two in the West if they can. Yeah, yeah they'll be I able to just play. So said all the other teams, you know. But yeah, it's not. It's not really even close. It's just the top two. That's why we're not picking that. Com- we weren't going to pick that conference for the one other conference, non Power Five. But I just really think Gonzaga is on the turn up. They've played very well recently. I watched them when they destroyed a Loyola Marymount on the road with their revenge because they lost to them at home. But, St. Mary's lost to them too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, just, I really do think Gonzaga is going to be a very scary team. I'm not saying national championship, but I definitely could see a Sweet 16 out of both teams, actually, in my opinion. Both teams are very strong. I just do think Gonzaga is a little better. It is a little tough to say, though, but... I do like the the bench too for Gonzaga as well, because you got Hunter Silas coming off the bench. I got you know, one of the best players in high school coming out of Nebraska. I'm just gotta have to shout out to good our good old state. But Gonzaga, I do think they're gonna win the conference.
3: All right, so I picked St. Mary's to go to the Final Four a few weeks ago. They proceeded to lose to Loyola Marymount. I think the next night. And then now you guys, the night of, the night of, the night of, yeah. And so now, but everyone's picked Gonzaga here. I'm going to pick St. Mary's to win the conference. Uh, Just to be different. They'll win, they'll win the, you know, third matchup. They've each, you know, won a game this year. I thought St. Mary's looked like the better team. Like you said, though, Gonzaga, you know, they've definitely uh, turned it up a little bit. So they've, they've looked really good. They had a good win against them there to get revenge this past weekend. I watched a little bit of that game as well. Um, but I'm going to go with St. Mary's to win. I think it's going to be a great game if they were to play again. I'm kind of just saying, you know, rest of the teams, could there be a team that wins? Absolutely, it's March, but um, I'm going to go with St. Mary's in this one, and like you said, you know, I picked St. Mary's to go to the Final Four a few weeks ago. They've lost twice since then, but I still think they're a really good team. Um, so, yeah, that uh, that wraps up our conference tournament predictions, and now I'll send it to Anthony to wrap things up.
0: Yeah, so this concludes this episode of the Last Take. Make sure to follow our socials uh, on Instagram at the Last Take Pod, and then on Twitter. Uh, we want to thank you for joining. If you're joining the Twitter live, but if you have not, or if you want to join our Twitter live next week, uh, you'll need to follow us on Twitter at the Last Take
4: 22. I was gonna say you can rewatch it as well,
0: and you can also rewatch it as well. But it's better if you listen live, honestly. Yeah, yeah you're so. you're
4: missing out. What are you doing? Yeah. What Send, are you doing on your comments. Wednesday evening? you got to watch us, bro. Yeah, sending comments, too.
0: All right, so signing off for... Charlie, Dylan, Blake, Mark, and I'm Anthony. Have a good rest of your day, and we'll catch you on to the next one. Go Big Red. Maybe.